It's Greece versus the Titanic. And no, it's not a bad soccer game. We're going to talk about that. Also, it might be a great idea, but it may not be for me or for you. And do you live in one of the top 10 cities most livable in the world? We'll find out. Uncensored. Unfiltered. Unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. It is an age-old fascination, and I kind of don't get it. Welcome to Friday on the Corelcast. I am so very glad you are joining me. There has been some criticism in the news about the treatment of the five people that got lost in the sub who are dead, uh, the five billionaires, basically, uh, who died in the sub uh, that went down to look at the Titanic, versus the coverage in the media of the horrible tragedy in Greece where a boat capsized and there was almost 700 people on board, less than 100 are really accounted for, uh, and that means there's about five or 600 people lost, uh, lost at sea. Some, you know, may be alive. We don't know because they're lost. Uh, and so they're lost at sea. And there was all this hoopla and emergency vehicles and emergency response, and the entire world responded when the sub went down by the Titanic with the billionaires. But migrants off the coast of Greece, not so much. And there is a lot of uh, upset. Uh, on social media and in the uh, regular media about this. And I have the answer as to why. And it's an age-old perplexment of mine, which is, what is our fascination with rich people or people who have more than we do? It's not new, okay? It wasn't invented by social media. It wasn't invented in the modern day. We have always, since there were cave people, we have always been enamored by those who have more, by those who have the luxuries, by those who are able to take better care of themselves. We emulate them. We venerate them. We treat them almost like gods, like titans. And you got to wonder why. I mean, a lot of us hope that we will become that wealthy, but we ain't got a snowball's chance in hell of doing it. But we want to be that wealthy. And do we want to be that wealthy so we will get that attention paid to us should something go wrong? Do we want to be that wealthy as sort of a, a safety net? Because it does appear that when a wealthy person does something, it gets all the press. Or when something bad happens to a wealthy person, it gets all the press. But an average person, not so much. Now, you don't really know anything about the people that went down in the sub, and yet, like me, you've been enamored with the story. You've wanted to know, are they going to find them? And yesterday, they found debris. And so it looks like it imploded. And I got to tell you, when I heard that, I was relieved. And you're like, what? I was relieved, child. Because who wants to die slowly suffocating? Just look at the United States. It's not fun to die a very slow, agonizing death. That's what's happening in the U.S. right now, where one-third of the states have now outlawed abortion and where MAGA is trying to, you know, censure, well, they did censure Adam Schiff, and they're trying to uh, impeach Joe Biden for God knows what. But, you know, that's, America's dying a slow death, and it's painful. It's painful to watch. It's like a kicked puppy. You just want to go over to it and be like, oh, my God, you poor little thing. You just want to hug America and say, oh, America, you know? But... It's dying, and it's painful to watch. 
And so the notion of this implosion, where it would be over instantly, the pressure two and a half miles down, the minute that sh the sub imploded, that's it. Those people were crushed to death. They blown literally to smithereens. Their parts, maybe not even enough left for the fish to eat. People, the fish that live down there are going, look, look, another buffet by the Titanic. Uh, well, they'd be the grandchildren of the fish, but whatever. Uh, and so these people died quickly. An implosion implies quick, okay? And you know, as cruel as it is, you got to at least be grateful for that if you were following the story. Because who wants to think of five people slowly dying of oxygen deprivation, deprivation, you know, banging on the hull, just hoping that someone hears them two and a half miles down? That's desperate and horrible and would give them 96 hours to contemplate their death. An implosion, they just gone. You know, they might have had a warning, maybe not, breathed in, and then bam, gone. They wouldn't have even had time to recognize what was happening to them. Their bodies would simply be crushed and vaporized under the pressure. And that's probably what happened. And that's actually a good thing. Because over in Greece, with that boating tragedy, the hundreds of people that are lost knew exactly what was going on. They had a while to worry about it, either after they were thrown into the sea or as they were clinging to life clinging to debris. They had a lot of time. And it should have gotten more press. And the search for the people should have gotten more resources. But they're just poor migrants. You know, people scream that there's two systems of justice, but then they want the upper tier. Like, if you've ever committed treason uh, and espionage and voter fraud, you want to be wealthy like Donald Trump because you or I would have already been up in jail, honey. We'd already be somebody's bitch up in there. We'd already be servicing half the fleet. You know, we'd, uh, we'd be sore. Our bottom end would already be sore from taking all those convicts. You know, you wouldn't need to drop the soap. They'd be shoving the soap up. So, you know, which, you know, every gay man's fantasy, I guess, going to jail. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, but it's true. You know, if, if we did what Donald Trump did on our salaries, we would already be eating prison food. And I'd have to make a big deal about how I'm a vegan and they got to make special arrangements for me. Because you know I would. You know I'd be the bitchy prisoner that say, wait, I'm a vegan and it's part of my religious beliefs. You've got to serve me vegan food. And that would have to be fresh. They wouldn't give me that slop that they make for everybody else. The dog food they feed. They'd have to give me fresh fruits and vegetables. Oh, yes. I'd be the pissiest prisoner around, honey. But if you or I committed treason, espionage, voter fraud, all of that, we'd already be up in the jail. And so there are two systems of justice, and there's two systems of living for the rich versus the non-rich. If you're rich, you go down on a plane or a submarine or get in a train wreck, honey, they're going to come looking for your ass. Oh, they will spend, just spare no expense. They will send down flares and send, you know, send submarines down and send Navy SEALs and Navy walruses and, you know, because SEALs are getting a little bigger. They'll be sending anybody. If you're broke, they might throw you a life raft, maybe. If that were you or I in that, well, that wouldn't be because we ain't got $250,000. We'd be on the boat trying to get into Greece. 
The boat so packed that it tipped over with almost 700 people on board and less than 100 are accounted for. How could we let 600 people just be lost at sea? I mean, it's not like they're, quote, lost at sea. We know where they are. We know where their bodies probably are. I mean, the sea doesn't just take them, you know, thousands of miles away right away. They were able to swim, able to hold on to each other, able to hold on to the wreckage. There was just no one coming for help. Why? Because they broke. They poor. You know, when we used to travel as a kid because we were broke, I remember one time we broke down outside of Las Vegas, actually. And this is way before cell phones or anything. We're in the middle of nowhere. And we sat on the side of the road for two days, two days and two nights, cars whizzing by us on the freeway. Not one person stopped to ask if we needed help. Finally, a tow truck stopped. And he said, we can tow you to Baker, which now I know where Baker is, but it's 42 miles and it's going to be X amount of dollars. My parents didn't have it. So he was going to leave us there. Just leave us on the side of the road. But then he saw I had a Kodak camera, an instant Kodak camera. My parents had just saved up at $35 and bought it for me before the trip. It started my love of photography. I would later go on to be a semi-famous photographer photographing huge stars. The tow truck driver said if we gave him the camera, he would tow us into town. So I gave that tow truck driver, tow truck driver, that camera, and we got towed into town. And there was a charity there, one thing in Baker. It was one, like, one church outpost or something. I forget what it was. It's not there now. And they bought us. They, they got the repair shop to repair the car. Four days. And we had to beg. Why? Because we were broke. If we'd have been rich, they'd have sent a copter for us, honey. They'd have called out everybody for us. But nope, we were broke. Coming up next, is lab-grown meat a good idea? Make your device a whole lot smarter. Get the Corelcast app free at the App Store of your choice now. Hello and happy Friday. So my friend Bridget asked me yesterday, or Wednesday, I forget when it was. I think it was Wednesday. Maybe it was yesterday, because yesterday the news broke that Bill Gates-backed meat company that grows lab-grown meat uh, got approval to sell meat in the United States. And so she asked me, is it vegan? And I said, no, it's an animal product. And then she said, well, why would they do it then? And I said, because it doesn't require the growing and slaughtering of the animals. They take stem cells of the muscle parts that they want, thigh, butt, leg, whatever, and they literally grow this meat in a lab. Now, this is about as Frankenstein's monster as you get, okay? And there's a lot of trouble with this procedure because... Let's say one contaminant gets in to these big you know, tubs, tanks that they grow this in. 
then the whole batch is ruined. You know, so first of all, the pathogens or the possibility for pathogens is huge. But it will, if they adopt this, it will save billions of animals from being slaughtered and cut down on the greenhouse gases that we use for meat. So it is a way to bring more sustainable meat into the food chain. And that's why Bill Gates is doing it. In other words, you won't need a cow to have a steak. There will be real steak, which is real cow meat, and it will have been grown in a lab. And allegedly, you won't be able to tell the difference. Now, you know, I've been a vegan for six, seven years now. And whenever I say I'm a vegan, people look at me like I got a disease. Like if they stand too close, oh, don't give me the veganism. You know, like if they stand too close, they're going to want to eat a carrot or something. Truly. I mean, people be acting strange when you mention you're a vegan. They act like you got some sort of communicable disease. <gasps> He's a vegan. <gasps> stand back. Get back, everyone. There's a vegan here. Everyone, I'd like you all to know there's a vegan here in the restaurant. Just be careful. He may try to make you eat fruits and vegetables. So they treat me weird. Like being a vegan is weird. And many of you still listening to this still think or watching this still think that being a vegan is odd. And yet you don't blink an eye at growing meat in a lab from stem cells so you could have some fried fucking chicken. So the world sees that as less strange than going vegan. Child, we are an insane species. That's all I got to say. We are out of our monkey minds. Give up the meat, says the gay man. Give up the meat. You don't need the meat. There are better sources of protein, and you certainly don't need meat created in a vat. Fancy that. Well, Corel, it's better for the planet. It will stop greenhouse gases. It'll stop deforestation. It'll, you know, they won't be producing animals like pigs which are very smart, they won't be producing them for slaughter anymore, and we can still have our bacon. Only ignorant humans would think it's easier and better to grow lab in a meat, or the, I mean meat in a lab, either way, lab in a meat, meat in a lab. Only an idiot human would think that's a better alternative than just telling people to get off the meat. I mean, truly, yeah, is... Being a vegan is so weird to so many people that they think an alternative is growing fake meat from stem cells in a lab. Well, at least I'm not vegan. <laughs> I might eat this lab, you know, the grown meat from the lab, but hey, at least I'm not a vegan. When did it become a dirty word to be a vegan? Because now you're going through some extremes to keep your meat, honey. I mean, if the world... Well, Corel, the world needs meat. Yeah, mine. No, if the, I mean, the world does not need meat. That has been proven for centuries by people like me who don't eat it. The world does not need it. They certainly don't need meat grown in the lab. Now, I will say, if I had my druthers, if I had to eat meat, I would rather eat meat that wasn't killed, that was grown in a lab and nothing was slaughtered. But I still would find it gross. Meat is gross. Y'all don't want to admit it. Oh, I love meat. Meat is gross. It is the flesh of a beast that it, you have to refrigerate to keep from rotting, like at a morgue. 
So your refrigerator is really just a big morgue. It really is. That's what your freezer is like a morgue. That's what it is. Put the corpse in the freezer so it doesn't rot. If you leave the corpse in the refrigerator part too long, guess what happens? It rots. Decomposition. Leave it out on a counter for a day or two. You're going to have some bugs and you're going to have some smell. Why? Because it is a dead, rotting corpse. That's why. So somehow, creating meat from an animal in a lab and then put, giving it to you and you still having to refrigerate it because it's still rotting flesh, somehow that's better than being a vegan. I mean, if y'all could hear how crazy that sounds, okay? That is just, that is some cray cray shit right there. That is some left, that is like, oh my God, how badly do you need that burger? Well, bad enough to eat meat grown in the lab. Well, then you are an out of your mind psycho. You need mental health. Good Lord. I want to make a quick announcement. Starting next week, there's going to be an ad-free version of the YouTube video supplied to my Patreon subscribers who pay $9.99 a month or more. You will get a, uh, actually, you'll get like a 45-minute video uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday instead of 30 minutes with ads. You're going to get a longer video, and it's going to not have ads, okay? Uh, and that is for my Patreon subscribers. If you are a, a subscriber and you pay more than $9.99 a month, then you're going to get ad-free content. I, I do not control the ads on the podcast. So if you're listening to me on iTunes or a Spreaker or iHeartMedia, however you're listening, if you're listening to the audio, like even on SoundCloud, they put the ads in, not me. So I don't control that. I do control Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash really Carell. And at Patreon, I'm going to be posting ad-free videos for people that pay $9.95 a month or more. And they'll, they'll be a little bit longer than 30 minutes. They'll be a little after show sort of thing. So that's going to be a bonus for any of the Patreon subscribers that pay more than $9.95 a month. You will have ad-free content, okay? And a little bonus after show each day. So now's a great time for you to go and become a patron, uh, $9.99 a month or more. I appreciate the $4.99 a month or more patrons, and you'll still get the posting and you'll still get other benefits, discounts and the like, but the $9.99 or above you're going to get ad-free content. So that's an exciting feature coming next week with some bonus content uh, to the Patreon subscribers because I've got to get that up. I've got to get that money up. Nikki Maduro from KGO is making $2,600 a month on Patreon. I'm making six. So we need, to, we need to bump that up. So I need to give you some incentive. That incentive is going to be ad-free content with bonus after shows. And that's starting next week on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, dot com forward slash really correct. All right. So again, lab-based meat is probably a good idea because of global warming, global climate change. So I'm not going to down it. It's a better idea than regular meat. But don't y'all just find that insanely gross? Just become a vegan for the love of God.
Are you living in a livable city? If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes, at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L.com. Hello and happy Friday. Take yourself to a movie this weekend or watch something fabulous on TV. The Bear. Uh, Hulu is back. The Bear. It's Hulu with the Bear. The Bear. Hulu. Uh, so that's a great show. There's a lot of great shows. Disney Plus has a new great show on it uh, with um, Samuel L. Jackson in it. Uh, it expands the uh, Marvel Universe. So, you know, watch that. There's a lot of great stuff that just posted at the end of the month here, and I highly recommend it. There's also some great movies uh, that are out right now uh, that you could go and see. So get yourself out of the house. Go see a movie. Uh, or uh, or you could watch your uh, family time at home. You could watch some great stuff at home because there's been some really great stuff that is just posted. All right. Is your city one of the most livable in the world? Uh, there was a survey done, uh, and that survey was published uh, yesterday, Thursday, about the 10 most livable cities in the world. And the United States, you know, any of our cities could be included in this. Uh, they've judged it on health care, education, stability, infrastructure, and environment. So how it's going to do, you know, in the climate. So health care, education, stability, infrastructure, and environment. So what cities made the top 10? Did San Diego? It's made it in the past. Did any U.S. city make it? Well, let's take a look. If you live in any of these cities, by the way, you live in a great place. Number 10, Osaka, Japan. Osaka, Japan has come in at number 10 because they have great health care. They have great public transportation, infrastructure. Uh, they're working on the environment. Number nine, Toronto, Canada, where Thea is right now, my friend Thea Austin. By the way, my friend Thea Austin is going to be on Good Morning America on June 30th. So tune in to Good Morning America and see Thea Austin as part of the Titans of House Music. Her and Martha Wash and Crystal Waters, they're all going to be there at Good Morning America. They're flying Thea from Toronto, where she's at today. She's going there today uh, to do their Pride Festival this weekend, I think, or she's doing some gig this weekend in Toronto. Then she's going to go to New York after that to do Good Morning America. At Toronto, number nine most livable city in the world. Congratulations, Toronto. I know I, I rank consistently in the top 200 in Canada. Congratulations to Canada. You've got one of the top 10 cities in the world. Does the United States? Are there more in Canada? Let's see. So number 10, Osaka, Japan. Number nine, Toronto, Canada. Number seven, Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, you know, uh, Tina Turner lived in Switzerland. She loves Switzerland. She lived on a lake. It was beautiful. Uh, and she just said it was the best country in the world to live in. She gave up her United States citizenship. She lived in Switzerland. God bless her. Number seven is a tie, too, uh, with Calgary, Canada. So another city in Canada, one of the top ten most livable cities in the world. Osaka, Toronto, Geneva, Calgary. Number six, more Switzerland, Zurich. Zurich, Switzerland. Mainly because they're healthcare, they're some of the happiest people. They have a national income in some of the areas there, so you can only fall into such poverty. All kinds of great reasons to love Switzerland. 
Number five, Vancouver, Canada. So yet three cities in Canada so far are the most livable in the world. And remember that is judged on healthcare, education, stability, infrastructure, and environment. So we got Osaka, Toronto, Geneva, Calgary, Zurich, Vancouver. Number four, Sydney, Australia. That's lovely. Sydney, Australia. Number three, Melbourne, Australia. Wow. I've never been to Australia. I'd like to go. Number two, wonderful, wonderful Copenhagen. Copenhagen, Denmark is number two. And the number one most livable city. Cause in Vienna we were poetry. Yes, in Vienna, love was a lie. Vienna, Austria. Austria is not Australia, by the way. Uh, Vienna, Austria in Europe. Number one, most livable city. Linda Eder has a great song called Vienna. Highly recommend it. Go listen to it. Uh, and so healthcare, education, stability, infrastructure, environment. Number one through ten, Vienna. Uh, Copenhagen, Melbourne, Sydney, Vancouver, Zurich, Calgary, Geneva, Toronto, and Osaka. Canada getting one, two, three of the top ten cities in the world to live in. Uh, Australia getting two. Austria one. Switzerland two. Japan one. Guess who has none? Guess who has none? Now, we did rank in the top 50. The United States. San Diego is like number 14. But it's really sad that we claim to be the greatest nation in the world. We make that claim every day, all the time. USA, the greatest nation in the world, rah, rah, rah. And the fact is that none of our cities are in the top 10 most livable. That's just sad. That's just sad. And you know it's true. You know your city's not doing well for environment or health care. You know your infrastructure's falling apart around you. I mean, think about it. Even here in Vegas, which is a relatively new city, the infrastructure sucks. The streets are not set up for driving. Half the pavement is always peeling off because of the heat. You know, nothing. The infrastructure here is not very good. And it's a relatively new city. America is crumbling. And we're not rebuilding. We're not spending a fortune on things we need to be, like rebuilding our cities, making everyone avail, you know, avail them of health care, having the best infrastructure, trains, airports, all of that. We are literally falling apart at the seams, and it shows when they do this kind of survey. Wouldn't you like to live in one of the most livable cities? I'd love to live in Vienna. Oh, my God. And Copenhagen, oh, if you've ever been, it's like a storybook. And I've never been to Australia, but everyone I know that goes there loves it. And like Zac Efron moved there. Some celebrities have now just moved down there. It's a little far away. It's way down there. Uh, but hey, once you're there, what do you need to leave for? So no American city in the top 10 most livable in the world. That's just sad. Not New York, not San Francisco, certainly. Not L.A., 
Not Vegas, not Miami, not Seattle, nothing. None. Zero. <laughs> How weird that we live in a country where cities are not really ranked as livable, and we accept it. We're like, oh, it's okay. We don't care that everything's falling apart. We don't care that our healthcare system's crumbling. We don't care about the environment over here. We're America. We're the greatest country in the world. We don't have to care about livable cities. Wow. You know, I think we don't make our cities livable for the same reason we idolize the rich. We keep thinking we're going to get rich and move to a nicer city. <laughs> I am Corel. Be who you want to be. Don't hurt anybody. We'll see you on Monday. Mwah, mwah. Love you, love you, love you. Have a safe weekend. Yeah. Hey, it's Corel. Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash really Corel. That's youtube.com forward slash really Corel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons at Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash really Corel. That's patreon.com forward slash really Corel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, really Corel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so I don't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.